Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Few things are more devastating than a loved one that's gone missing. From Wondery, The Vanished is a podcast where host Marissa Jones tells stories of missing persons that have gone overlooked. She seeks out the real story from friends and family, hoping to help them find their loved ones or at least a sense of peace. Listen to The Vanished podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. In a Dallas suburb, a late night of partying takes an ominous turn. Everything looked normal, like she never got in the car. And a beautiful young woman is here one minute and gone the next. I mean, I'm not giving up. I'm just, I'm so heartbroken right now. A massive search effort races against the clock for any signs of her. I don't know where to begin to look. Somebody knows what happened. The truth will come out. But no one is talking. We don't have any answers. And he was the last one with her. I'm frustrated. Everyone's frustrated. And a family desperately tries to maintain hope. This water home. Plano, Texas. 20 miles from downtown Dallas and recently ranked the safest city in America. But in the summer of 2014, that reputation became meaningless for one family. After a night out with friends, 23-year-old Christina Morris disappeared from a parking garage. This was her worst nightmare all her life. This is her number one that scared her to death to have somebody take her one day. Well, for this to be happening, it's unreal. It can't be. Because she's not that girl that takes chances like that. She did everything right. Christina's parents and step-parents each had a hand in raising her. Now, they're racing against time to find the daughter they all cherish. On the Friday of Labor Day weekend, Christina was gearing up to meet some old friends for drinks. Christina really missed her friends. So, you know, she told her boyfriend, you know, she kind of wanted to have a night out. Christina and her boyfriend, Hunter Foster, have been living together for almost a year in Fort Worth, an hour from her hometown. They started dating after Christina had a bad breakup with her longtime high school sweetheart, Logan. Hunter was there to help her through it. They were friends for a couple of months before they decided, you know, hey, we kind of like each other, a little more than that. You know, and they moved in, they, they moved in together and Fell in love. Moving day. You've been working hard, Christina. Christina works an office job to pay the bills. 
but creative pursuits are what make her happy. She got um, the free-spirited, fun-loving part from me, and then she got the very strict and disciplined uh, knowledge and stuff from Anna. She's really creative. She just recently got very interested in photography. Living away from home wasn't always easy for Christina. So she jumped at the chance to see some familiar faces over the Labor Day weekend. All her friends said, well, let's get together. And um, so she decided to go. After work, Christina drove to Plano. She met her friends at the Shops at Legacy, a mall packed with restaurants and bars. The friends bar hopped until last call at 2 a.m. Then they walked a few blocks to a friend's apartment to continue the party. An hour later, Christina decided to head home. She had to go to work the next day, or that day, because it was wee hours of the morning. It was a 20-minute walk to the garage where her car was parked, and Christina didn't want to go there alone. If it's nighttime, my daughter wants somebody to walk her, you know? That's just how she is. I mean, when we're at the house and it's nighttime, it's either me or her brother that walks her out to the car. That night, a casual friend named Enrique Orochi walked with Christina to the garage. They left the apartment a little before 4 a.m. Later that morning, Christina's close friend, Steven Nickerson, tried to check in with her several times. Called her, didn't answer. But a few more minutes, called her, she didn't answer. And I was like, hmm, maybe her phone's dead. You know, she's on her way home. I assumed she had made it back to her car. Christina's friends thought she was headed home, but she never made it. The following Tuesday morning, she didn't show up for work. She hadn't come to work in a couple of days, and that's when they got really concerned. It's not like Christina not to show up for work. Her boss sent me this random Facebook message, and she was like, where's Christina? She hasn't been to work in four days. It's really concerning. So I messaged her back, and I go, you know, that's really weird because I've been trying to get a hold of her, and I haven't been able to. Megan, Christina's best friend, called Christina's mother, Johnny, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was at work, and I remember it was around 8, around 8.15, and... I noticed a message on my phone from Megan. Pretty soon, Christina's family and close friends realized they hadn't heard from her in four days. So we just started calling people and saying, you know, have you heard from her? Um, have you talked to her since y'all left? You know, what y'all do? And This is not like Christina, I felt it. I knew something was bad, bad happened. Everyone told Christina's parents the same story. They all told us that, you know, they saw her leave the apartment, you know, and that she'd left with her friend to walk to the garage. On Tuesday night, Christina's dad, Mark, called the police to report her missing. She went missing early morning hours on Saturday the 30th. We didn't get the report until four days later. So we were already behind the eight ball. Plano police immediately dispatched an officer to the parking garage. Her car was still in the parking garage of the last known location where she had parked her car. So it's kind of one of those things that immediately started setting off a lot of concerns. To police, it looked like Christina may have never gotten in her car. Then how did she get out of the garage? 
Her stepmother, Anna, tracked down Enrique, the guy who left the party with her, to see what he might know. When I called him, he said, you know, yes, they walked to the garage. And so I asked him, I said, did you see her get in her car? And he was like, no, she went one way and I went the other. I never actually saw her get in the car. If you're going to walk somebody to their car, don't you walk them all the way to their car? I mean, why would you split up right before you're there? I just, I don't get it. The garage seems to offer up nothing but mysteries. So Christina's parents contact her boyfriend, Hunter, to see if he has any idea where she could be. What he tells them is a surprise, that Christina had gotten angry with him that night, and Hunter figured she left town to cool down. He said, you know, that he, he really thought that she had gone to Tulsa to see her mom, and he just didn't think it through enough to call and make sure she was there. But Christina's friends add troubling details to the story. Steven Nickerson was part of the group partying in Plano on Friday. He says that Christina was texting with Hunter that night, and as they sent messages back and forth, she grew more and more distressed. She was upset with him. She got upset with him about something. I'm not quite sure what it was, but she started crying a little bit. And her boyfriend had seen her ex-boyfriend out at a bar. And he had texted her that he was pissed off because he saw him and that he was like going to kick his ass. Some of Christina's friends wonder, could her disappearance be connected to a lover's quarrel that got violent? It's been four days since 23-year-old Christina Morris vanished without a trace from a parking garage in Plano, Texas. There was a high level of urgency, high level of concern on the, on the family's part, and then once we started looking into it and kind of hearing more about what was going on, our, our level of concern rose quite a bit as well. According to friends, Christina was arguing with her boyfriend Hunter Foster on the night she disappeared. They say Hunter told Christina that he saw her ex-boyfriend Logan at a bar and that Hunter said he wanted to kick Logan's ass. They were best friends since fifth grade, sixth grade, yeah. And what's their relationship now? Um, they can't stand each other. Friends say Christina and Logan broke up over a year ago, so she couldn't understand why Hunter was getting angry. She was upset because they hadn't been together for a year. She was like, why are you, you know, why are you acting like that? You know, there's nothing to get upset about. Christina's friends say they encouraged her to crash with them that night, but she turned the offer down. She said no, she really had to go home. She wanted, she wanted her puppy dog, she wanted Madden. Christina also seemed desperate to make contact with her boyfriend. Her phone records show that after they argued, she reached out to Hunter more than a dozen times that night but he never responded. I see that my girlfriend that I live with, I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to love, and has called me, what, 14, 15 times? Wouldn't you be a little worried? Hunter says he lost his phone after the heated exchange with Christina, so he never knew she was trying to contact him. Her family doesn't know what to think, but to them, he does seem genuinely anguished by Christina's disappearance. I love her, and I hope she comes home. And if she's found, and everybody's looking for her. And I'm 
OG comes home. Then, five days after Christina's disappearance, police obtained security camera video from the parking garage that night. It's just six seconds long, but the grainy video shows Christina enter the parking garage with Enrique at 3.57 a.m. It did confirm that she and one of her friends uh, did actually walk into the parking garage. For Christina's family, viewing the video is both comforting and agonizing. She looked perfectly normal and at ease. You know, I could tell, you know, she's moving in a relaxed, normal way. And I can just imagine her. She's just talking and walking and talking and walking. And, <laughs> and nothing seemed out of ordinary. And I, and I just wanted to see that little bit more. You know, I just kept watching it and watching it, knowing full well it wasn't going to go any further. but really wanting to see that other little piece. So what happened after Christina and Enrique walked out of the frame? The first floor of the garage contains five other motion-censored surveillance cameras. But police tell Christina's family that none of them captured the movements of either Christina or Enrique. And Enrique tells cops the same thing he told Christina's stepmom he never actually saw her get in her car. Uh, he's been cooperative with us talking. He's, he's identified and said that is him uh, that was walking out there. You can almost kind of see where it would be possible that somebody wouldn't be able to see somebody on the other end of the garage if that was the case. September 13th, 2014. If local police have any leads in their investigation, they're not sharing them with Christina's family. I know the police are doing their job, um, but they're not letting me know anything. I mean, I'm sure they're still doing an investigation, but I'm her dad. I mean, I want to know. Private investigator Gary Miko, a retired New Jersey detective who specializes in missing persons cases, heard about Christina's disappearance and has come to Plano to see if he can help. Along with Christina's parents and step-parents, Gary wants to see exactly where the security cameras are located. And that's the very first thing I did when I came here was look for every single camera. When I got here, I noticed another camera right over here inside. It'd be a total of five cameras. Just right here on this first floor. Would that be the camera? That would be the camera that caught. That six second snippet of her walking. Right. Christina's family keeps returning to the same question. What happened right after these six seconds of video? Where did she park? She parked this spot right here. Here? Yes. Right next to where you just parked? Right. The car was locked. The seat was up. I mean, everything looked normal, like she never got in the car. So I looked around the garage, and I looked at those two dumpsters to see if somebody would have thrown her phone away or, you know, her purse, anything. You know, there was, there was nothing. Of course, this is four days later. I mean, I'm sure, you know, cars are in and out of this all day long, which worries me too. According to police, they may have video that shows Enrique's car leaving the garage, but the poor quality of the recording makes it hard to know for certain. With each passing day, Christina's mother, Johnny, finds it harder to stay positive. 16 days after her daughter's disappearance, 
she's finally able to bring herself to visit Christina's house. It might be a good thing and it might be a bad thing. I'll see it when I get there, but I think it's a good thing. Keep my spitfireness, my strength going. Christina and Hunter's house is in Fort Worth, about an hour from her hometown. They've lived here about a year now. She's done all the painting and on the floor and Hunter too. Hunter and Christina are in the first stages of designing a streetwear clothing line together. The clothing line was about being free-spirited, open-minded, and don't be scared to show your talent to the world. It's called Trust None. She likes her fashion and jewelry. She's like mother. She loves glasses, funny glasses from all over. Mm -hmm. These are one of my favorites she'd wear. <laughs> this is her favorite hat I bought her, her favorite skateboard hat. These are all her skateboard shoes. So it's funny to see, you know, her little sassy side and then her little tomboy side. Being surrounded by all of Christina's possessions is overwhelming for Johnny. Look how tiny she was. <laughs> or still is. Tiny. I mean, it's just, she's so fragile. I just, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I'm just so heartbroken. Hunter is also at a loss. We spent every second together, so... I can't think about anything but finding her. That's pretty much it. With so many unanswered questions, private investigator Gary Miko wants to check out Christina's last known movements and the places she visited. If she was abducted by a stranger, he may have targeted her earlier that night. It's so important to retrace steps and to understand, you know, where she was, what she was doing, maybe who she was with. Here it is, Scruffy Duffy's. The popular bar was the last place Christina was seen in public. Our manager pretty much told us she came in, swiped her card at 12.30, tabbed out, had two drinks. What was it like here on Friday night, that night? Or is it, was it like most Friday nights? It's or that was crazy. Labor Day weekend? We have bouncers that escort us places. Like um, they, they walk us through the crowd. It's that crowded? Yes. Okay. If someone were stalking Christina that night, it would be easy to go unnoticed in a crowded bar. But Gary's gut tells him Christina's disappearance probably wasn't a random abduction. The idea of a boogeyman showing up and snatching her and, and taking her away is just so unlikely, so unbelievable. People that work here just have a hard time believing this, this happened. Christina's family feels the same way. In fact, 10 days after she disappeared, a tip surfaced that reinforced their sense that what happened to Christina wasn't random. A credible witness said they saw Christina and her boyfriend, Hunter, at um, Pier 121, Louisville, partying, hanging out, and they got in a big old huge fight. According to the witness at the Lake Louisville Marina, Christina said she was afraid of what her boyfriend might do to her. That was two days before she went missing. He was very angry and she was really scared this time that he was gonna hurt her. 
More than two weeks after Christina Morris's disappearance, both her family and police are convinced that something criminal happened to her. No, she just didn't say, hey, I'm taking a vacation from life. That's just not in her nature. The fact that she has not been heard from or seen in such a long period of time, it's unusual, it's out of character for her, and it's, it's clearly something that we believe there is more to this than she left on her own. But being able to prove it is where our issue is. Her mom's been told a witness saw Christina having a loud argument with her boyfriend at Pier 121 near the Lake Louisville Marina. Johnny follows it up, but as she questions people who were there, the lead starts to fall apart. The bartender tells me, well, I didn't, I didn't see her, physically see her. This is the story I got from the security guard here. I looked around, I thought for a minute, it's not a place that Christina would hang out. It's not a place Hunter would hang out. Hunter later confirmed that the story was false. He and Christina were never at the marina. A wild goose chase is the last thing Johnny wants to deal with, but she knows she needs to maintain a positive attitude. I mean, I'm not giving up. I'm just, I'm so heartbroken right now because I need her. I need her, I need her, I need her, I need her. It's just not fair. Then, there's finally something for Christina's family to feel hopeful about. Texas EquiSearch, a well-known search and rescue group, comes to Plano to lend a hand. And they do this really out of the goodness of their hearts. And they work hard. And they're personally invested in this search. They know what they're doing. They know how to search. They know what to look for. The lady we're looking for is Christina Morris. She's 23 years old, last seen here in Plano, Texas. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Few things are more devastating than a loved one that's gone missing. From Wondery, The Vanished is a podcast where host Marissa Jones tells stories of missing persons that have gone overlooked. She seeks out the real story from friends and family, hoping to help them find their loved ones or at least a sense of peace. Listen to The Vanished podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. 
Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for your year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like, are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer, a morning person or a night person, abundance lover or simplicity lover? And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Founder Tim Miller and his crew transform Legacy Church into the command center for their search operation. How many ground searches we have today? Based on a tip called into police, Tim and his team have mapped out a broad zone to search. Uh, we're going to be going out in the Lucas area. It's a big area, so let's do what we can. Let's be safe out there. This is the hardest thing that obviously we've ever gone through in our life. So and if y'all need anything, food, water, just it's all we can do. We thank you from the bottom of my heart. Trust us. As the searchers head out into the field, Christina's family is asked to stay behind. Authorities think if they were present when her belongings or her body were found, the police investigation could be compromised, and what searchers find might be too much for the family to bear. The EquiSearch team battles cold, driving rain to reach the designated search zone, a rural area on the outskirts of Allen, Texas, We're going to take both sides of the road and we're going to walk all the way back up under, under this bridge. Nobody is to leave the group. We need to stay together. If you need to do anything, just halt and yell at me and tell me what you need to do. Everybody have water? Yes. Everybody have a working cell phone? Yes. Everybody have gloves? Yes. Okay. Rain gear? Okay. Let's go. Take that side and I'll take this side. Waiting is tough, but both Christina's family and close friends find strength in working together. I mean, I wish I could take it away from them. I wish I could just fix it all and make it better and do anything, because these people are my family, pretty much. They have been for years, and I just wish I could take that away from them. Christina's siblings man the volunteer check-in desk at the command center. Yeah, the search really hasn't died down as the days have gone on. It's actually, I think, word has spread even more and this, this case has really caught people's attention. They want to help. She's always been that person that can bring people together. And, you know, even now when, when she's missing, it's still that way. She's, you know, she's just that kind of person. Suddenly, a call comes in from the command center. And it's not good news. 
because of the rain that uh, he thinks will be less effective in the rain, and I agree with that. Due to the threat of lightning in the area, the search is called off. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough decision, but we got to make sure we're as effective as we can be. There could be that special cell phone, that special backpack that we're going to miss. And uh, After four days of full-scale searching, EquiSearch has come up empty-handed. We have yeah, nothing new. It's so, I feel so... I feel like I felled my daughter every night when I go home. No, 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 no. Because we have not one answer closer to getting her. I don't understand it. I'm getting mad. Private investigator Gary Miko is still determined to get some answers for Christina's family. He wants to know more about Enrique Orochi, the acquaintance who allegedly last saw her at the parking garage. We need to know what those security cameras picked up in that garage besides her walking with this guy. And we'd like to know what this guy saw. Did he see anything at all? We need some answers. Because Enrique won't meet with them, Christina's family thinks he knows more than he's saying. That person hasn't volunteered for anything, helped with anything, said anything. I really would feel more comfortable if the gentleman that walked her to the car had a lie detector test. To learn more about Christina Morris's case, go to investigationdiscovery.com slash disappeared. It's been 17 days since Christina Morris vanished into thin air. For her family, it feels like an eternity. She is truly our life, our everything, and completes our family. We're torn. I mean, we're torn. To help Christina's loved ones make sense of the case, private investigator Gary Miko is heading to the Plano Police Department with some questions about the investigation. Gary Miko, how are you? Can we talk? Sure. Thanks for being here. Gary wants to know what police can share with him about Enrique Orochi the last person to see Christina before she went missing. So you've been in um, for questioning more than one time? or The main people that we that were last with her have been looked at multiple times, and they've actually been questioned multiple times. Police won't confirm whether or not they've searched Enrique's car. Was he able to maybe even come in and identify his own vehicle in, in the video footage? Or? I don't know that he's actually looked at his own vehicle, but mm -hmm. we do see a vehicle leaving uh, very, very shortly after they get into the parking garage that we believe is his vehicle. According to police, the poor quality of the video makes it impossible to see who's inside the car. It's kind of hard to tell exactly what kind of vehicle they were. Is the problem. It's that bad. It's that bad. What other cameras were in there that showed you possibly anything else? Were there other cameras? Were yes. they all functioning? Were they... there, there were a lot of other cameras in there. Some of the cameras that we were able to get are motion-activated cameras. They said that it was just, it was very grainy video in some of the shots. Police are digitally enhancing the video of the cars exiting the garage in case there's anything else on tape that could help their investigation. So you have some hope on that footage? Yeah, we haven't given up on the footage. I mean, yeah. as, as, as grainy as it is, um, as unhelpful as it has been so far, uh, we're hoping. 
Did they find any any of her belongings or has that any anything of her, any trace of her Nothing. been recovered anywhere? Not a thing. Not a thing. We know that she had a backpack. We know that she had a cell phone. And we know that she had the clothes on her back. And nothing has been found. Gary also asks Officer Tilly about Christina's boyfriend, Hunter Foster. We have spoken with the boyfriend numerous times. Um, He has been 100% cooperative. Everything that he has told us has checked out perfect. I mean, it doesn't appear as if he's being deceptive at all. The big question is, has he been cleared? Nobody's been cleared because we don't really have a criminal offense at this point. We don't have a known crime that took place. So the case now is classified as a missing person case? A missing person case. Hunter is not considered a suspect or a person of interest in Christina's disappearance. Several miles away, Texas EquiSearch is taking its operation to the air. The search and rescue organization is prepping to launch a surveillance drone over the city of Allen. Volunteer searchers and police believe a large open field outside of town could be a possible dumping ground for evidence. Educate me about drones because I don't know. Okay. Um, photographs, video? In this particular case, we'll use high resolution digital stills. We'll use this aircraft to go through and we'll fly this open, this open area here and knock it out in, you know, a matter of hours. Since 2005, EquiSearch drones have helped find remains in about a dozen cases. Volunteers have named this drone the Christina. While the drone is in the air, Christina's father, Mark, arrives at the scene. He's become increasingly distraught over his daughter's disappearance. I don't know where to begin to look. As long as there's no evidence that's pointing in one direction, it's wide open. If she can call me, she can call me. So somebody has her. She just didn't take off somewhere. I mean, I hope to God she did, you know. But that's just, it's just not her. So all this right here is great, but this isn't where I want to find my daughter. He's going to go that way. So 14 minutes, you covered how big of an area? Three square miles. Three square miles in 14 minutes. In an urban area like this, you see a lot of different objects on the ground. We can pick these objects out, hand the GPS coordinates to one person and say, go see what this is. Not a hundred people, but one person. After 12 drone flights, no evidence related to Christina's disappearance was found. Driving back to Plano, Gary is struck by his conversation with Christina's dad. She hasn't called me. What it says to him is she's in trouble. That she has, she's unable to call. I can't imagine what that feels like, especially for a two-week period. They've been searching and asking questions and interviewing their own, their own investigation, sort of separate, which I would do the same thing. Later that day, Christina's father seems even more exasperated. I know my daughter, and she wouldn't walk to the car by herself. Okay. And she would want him to walk her to the car. And so that's what doesn't make that's, that's what doesn't make sense. What happened, I don't know, because there's no video of it. Or at least they're not telling me that. You know what I'm saying? 
Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense at all. Christina's family is running out of patience. They want the truth. And when they go public with their frustrations, the young man believed to be the last to see Christina finally speaks out. Despite five days of massive land and air searches, the EquiSearch team has come up empty in their search for Christina Morris. With resources dwindling and no new leads from law enforcement, the team leader, Tim Miller, makes a tough call. We, uh, we met with a family, with law enforcement, and made a decision that... The hardest thing for us to do is what we're doing today is walking away and suspending the search. We're not done, just suspending the search until more information comes in that's going to lead us back. And again, it's very, very difficult to leave right now. We don't feel successful in what we've done. We've not brought Christina back. And uh, I feel like we've got a job that's unfinished. Christina's mom, Johnny, finds a silver lining in the group's departure. It reassures my belief that she's inside somewhere, still alive anyway. So I didn't have a problem with them not finding anything, if you want me to be honest. But I couldn't thank them enough. Johnny's made a decision. She won't be going home to Tulsa until she finds her daughter. I don't know my life before this right now. I don't remember my life before this. And it's like, it's like the movie Groundhog Day, honestly. You just wake up every day, it's the same thing. You want something different. Since she arrived in Plano, Johnny has been posting messages to Christina every day on Facebook. I started realizing I needed to have a connection and feel like that I'm still talking to her. Oh, sweetheart, I truly feel like we are getting closer to finding you. I know it feels like forever, but I prayed really hard last night that once again today will be the day. Please keep, keep staying strong and feeling my touch and love. Mommy is still fighting to find me with everything I have. P.S. Mommy loves you the mostest. XOXOX. So that's what gets me through in the mornings when I wake up. And I, and I feel like a failure because we didn't find her that night. I just want her home. To share their grief and bolster hope, Christina's loved ones organize a candlelight vigil at her former high school. I just want her back, and the more time that goes on, the more I lose hope, and I just want that hope back. I want to lead. I want something. I want, I want answers more than anything in this world. I know. I personally cannot begin through this without y'all's support. She is truly a blessing to our lives, and I am totally empty without her. And I need y'all to continue to fight with us, and let's bring her home. Private investigator Gary Miko plans to continue working the case from his office in New Jersey. And you're going to come down here when we find Christine and celebrate? You got it. Okay. It's a deal. Okay. It's been a, a jam-packed several days that I've been here. Um, lots going on. There's still a lot to do. Uh, I'm confident at this point that there's enough 
information to work with. Um, a lot the family's going to be doing. Um, their heart and soul is in this for some sort of resolve. I believe they will find Christina. Christina's loved ones are determined to keep the search effort and her memory alive. Despite their best efforts, though, billboards are coming down and media attention is waning. But a month later, that all changes. There is still no sign of a missing Fort Worth woman who vanished from a Plano parking garage. In mid-October 2014, Christina's family goes public with their frustrations concerning Enrique Orochi, the young man who was the last known person to see their daughter. We have stressed that we're not accusing him of anything. We just feel like he knows something. A month earlier, police said Enrique was cooperating with their investigation. They aren't commenting on whether that's still the case. Since Christina vanished, her dad, Mark, has wanted to talk face-to-face -face with Enrique. I went to his house to, to, to talk to him, and uh, he told me his lawyer wouldn't let, me, let him say anything. Compassion? No, not one bit. It was all about him. At one time, did he say that he was sorry would happen or anything? I wish I would have done this. It, nothing. We just want to know what he knows. We're not accusing him of anything, but he had to see something. On October 20th, Christina's family and close friends organize a protest in front of Enrique's house in Allen, asking him to share any information that could help them bring Christina home. We need our girl back. Ten days later, Enrique breaks his silence, granting an interview to a local television reporter. That night, did you offer to, or she asked you to to accompany her. She asked me, she, well, she didn't ask me. I said, I'm going home. And she was like, okay, well, can I go with you? I'm guessing so she wouldn't walk alone. And that's what I said, okay, that's fine. Enrique goes on to say that he feels Christina's family has unfairly linked him to her disappearance. I feel like they're very wrong. They're accusing me of something. I'm, I'm being threatened now. I'm being, they've put my name out there so much that People are starting to see me as a monster when I'm really one of the nicest per people you can ever meet. Five days later, new information surfaces. An affidavit in support of a search warrant is made public that alleges Enrique may have impeded the police investigation into Christina's disappearance. According to the affidavit, he made numerous false statements to police. Enrique said he never entered the parking garage with Christina until detectives showed him an image from the surveillance video. He said he never parked in the parking garage. He never walked Christina to the car until that was proven on the tape that he walked Christina to the parking garage. Enrique tells a local radio reporter he must have gotten confused about where he actually parked his car that night. Police also say a co-worker of Enrique's told them the morning after Christina disappeared Enrique came to work with bruises and a bite mark on his right arm. But Enrique says he hurt his arm earlier that day changing a tire, and there was never a bite mark on it. Morris's family says that you're not cooperating. Are you cooperating? I cooperated with the police as much as I could. I, I went on a 
interview with them four different times. And they even searched my car three, three of those times. And the third time they had my car for 11 days. And they, brought, they gave it back to me about three weeks ago. And ever since then, I haven't heard from them. The affidavit goes on to say that police think the most likely way Christina left the garage undetected was in Enrique's car. Enrique, do you have anything to do with Christina's disappearance? No, I do not. I have nothing to do with her disappearance. Did you harm her in any way? No, I didn't. I wouldn't harm her anything. Not even an animal, a fly, nothing. What happened? I have no idea. I wish I knew. Six weeks later, the Plano police learn of crucial evidence from the forensic search done on Enrique's vehicle, Christina's DNA. Likely blood or saliva was found in his trunk. On December 13th, Enrique Orochi is arrested and charged with aggravated kidnapping, yet the whereabouts of Christina Morris remain a mystery. She taught me how to love and how to feel loved. And I can't let them win. They took her, but I can't let them win. I can't, and I won't. I don't want the outcome to be bad. I, I don't. Um, but if it is, my child would still want me to stay strong. And remember, not this time we're going through, but the times we had. Nickelodeon was kid everything. But that marked one of the darkest chapters. Three predators worked at Nickelodeon. It made me wonder who was being hurt. Quiet on set. An ID true crime event. Sunday, March 17th at 9 on ID and stream on Max.